Hello, friends, and welcome to the Personal Arrogance Podcast, episode number 115, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. Network. I'm your host, Jesse the Terrible Treble Wilson, and with me this week, as always, is Eric Walquist. Thank you for listening, listener. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm good. I'm actually going to go straight in my dedo this week. Whoa. I'm just going to hit the dedo hard. And uh, this episode is dedicated to my best buddy. Is that what you call hitting it hard? Yep, my best <laughs> compatriot and the best man in my future wedding mr jesse wilson for throwing the best bachelor party a bachelor could ask for i'm glad you enjoyed it i had a fun time man let me give the quick rundown here so we went to uh we went to jordy's house Mm -hmm. and played a little rock band which i love you hate (laughs) uh ate some pizza we did a lot of things i hate last weekend now that i think about it yeah taught my taught my brother-in-law dan how to play magic which was awesome. Played Sellers of Catan. I was fucking rolling on that shit. I was ready to just do that all weekend. And then you fucking show up with an RV. Uh-huh. You show up with an RV. Not just any RV. A 40-foot long beast mode. A 40-foot, the largest RV that you can rent. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So we pile on that thing. And then guess what? I still don't know what we're doing. So now we're just I'm just getting drunk in an RV. Because we stopped by uh, Safeway. And uh, so I'm getting drunk in an RV, talking, chatting it up. Next thing I know, we're in Portland, Oregon. Okay? Portland. Mm. Drink some sour beer. Have a couple Jaeger bombs. Do some drunk bowling dancing. Go to another place. Shut that place down dancing. Eat some macaroni. Give that macaroni to some hipsters sitting on the street because Jordy thought they were homeless people. (laughs) Then we go back. Everybody crashes. Next morning, everybody's hungover. Go to a Safeway parking lot. Hang out there for two hours while we eat Ritz crackers and drink water. <laughs> then go to a random park. Do a Return to Radica Magic Draft. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then drive home. Yeah. Pretty legit. Yeah, I had a good time. Dude, I had such a good time, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I I really did uh, experience the power of the Jaeger bomb, though. And I know that I know that I know what you're thinking, people. I know what you're thinking. Jaeger bombs are for bros, right? <laughs> and bros are douches. Sometimes bros know what they're doing. Sometimes bros know what they're doing. Sometimes you gotta YOLO a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like on your bachelor party, why not, right? Yeah. So not only I did think I, it, it turned things around, not it, just for you, but for the whole group, I think. Dude, I was done. Okay. Uh there was a lot of designer beer happening in the R V on the way down. When we pulled up at that sour beer place, I was ready to, to take a nap. <laughs> I know. Then, shot in the arm, feeling amazing. Then, Jordy giving me a liquid cocaine. That lives up to its name. Feeling amazing again. <laughs> then, my brother Dan-in-law, my brother Dan-in-law, he <laughs> buys me another Jaeger bomb. Now, I'm great. Now, I'm dancing the entire time while bowling. Dancing and bowling at the same time. Sounds dangerous. It's not when you've had two Jaeger bombs and a liquid cocaine. I didn't realize he had two. Oh, I had two. Wow. And then we shut down that other place. I must dancing. have been distracted. So, needless to say, really fun time. And this one goes out to my my uh, best bro, J-Dog Wilson. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, so much fun. It was a good now, time. You're not gonna you're not gonna like this, but I've decided I'm taking over the reins for my bachelor party. Dude, there's there's no way. That that is going to happen. There's no way. Look, I've planned everyone else's bachelor party in this group of ours 
in the J conspiracy. I planned all three. Dude, uh, dude Lena, La- Lena Lake was Lena Lake was a it was a joint. Oh, that's not true. You can't that, take all the credit for Lena Lake, dude. I I can't too. That was my idea. I don't know about that. It was. It was. Besides, I have the best idea planned for my own. Dude, you can't plan your own bachelor party. That is like the lamest thing ever. You know what the first rule of my bachelor party is? What? Break all the rules. Dude, you can't plan your own bachelor party. And if you plan on planning your own bachelor party, I'm going to thwart those plans. Well, we'll see. We're going to do we'll a kidnap. See. We're going to do a kidnap bachelor party if you want to <laughs> if you want to play it that way. Yeah, well, I have my uh bulletproof turtleneck. That's fine. So you can't you can't trank dart me in the neck or anything. Dude, three dudes can pick you up. <laughs> One one small man can pick you up. Yeah, that's true. One third of a dude. Can one pick third me up. of a dude can, can throw you over his head. Well, this is a conversation we'll have later. Okay. I'm not even engaged. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm ready. I just want you to know. Okay, I've been sitting idle for these past three, and I am ready to plan. Well, that's a fair point. Yes, just, that's a fair point. Let's just say I have the experience to do the job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we need to move on. Um, what are you drinking this week? I'm drinking, uh, speaking of your bachelor party, I had the privilege of being able to pick over the leftovers since I was oh, returning yeah. the RV and cleaning it up. So I'm right. drinking Pyramid Outburst Imperial IPA. Excellent. That's Dry delicious. Dry hopped IPA, Pyramid Brewing. Fairly, I mean, just a great, great selection for something you can pick up in a grocery store in a 12 pack that's sitting at 8.5 percent yeah i had well see i picked up the when you were on there we i picked up the uh, pyramid sampler you sure did buddy and that had the outburst in it it also had their barley wine you were enjoying that on the way down that's 10 and a half percent yeah that's a big beer that was the reason why i needed a Jaeger bomb <laughs> i know uh you were professing your love to said barley wine i was it was delicious it was excellent um but uh, but this week I'm also uh, I'm also drinking the Pickens from the weekend. This is a beer that you got me. It's the Elysian Prometheus IPA. It is delicious. It's from their Manic series where they decided to just throw a bunch of hops and everything. Um, but for being an incredibly hoppy beer, it is very well balanced. It's got really good fruity flavors along with the bitterness of the hops. Very very well balanced, and I would recommend this to anyone. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's see uh, let's see if we got any phone calls this week, J Dog. <laughs> let's 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 take a look at the lines. All right, let's see. Oh, oh looks like we have one um, on our voicemail line. Remember, you can always give us a call and leave us a voicemail at three six zero three six two zero zero two four. And it looks like we got one right here. So let's go ahead and give it a little listen. What's up, arrogant bastards? This is Rob calling you from Southern California, just driving around listening to your podcast. So I'll let you know, I think the podcast is pretty good. Uh, I've been following since you guys moved over to Bald Move. Caught that shit from uh, from there. Uh, I just wanted to ask, you guys, uh, I know you guys talk a lot about brew and stuff. So I wonder if you ever able to catch a brew called Mud Shark out of Lake Havasu. Uh, that shit's pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, Belgian white ale. Uh, full moon one. They got other ones, too. But, uh, they, that's the only one I ever had it. That shit usually gets me fucked up. Drink about seven or eight of those, feeling pretty good. It's about eight point five percent. But uh, I want to ask that, um, yeah, because I drink that shit. You can't really find it around where I live. It's mostly in just in Arizona. But came back to California. The closest thing I could find. This was about four years ago. 
was that shock top crap. It's all right. Not quite the same, but it was good nonetheless. But eventually everybody was fucking drinking that shit and got real popular real fast. And I don't know, kind of got burned out on it. Didn't really care for it anymore. Just wondering, uh, what are the things that you tried that got real popular that you got sick of? So uh, stay up, you fucking fruity bastards. Well, you you got it, Rob. Uh <laughs> We will stay I'm, up. I, I think this podcast just got an explicit rating. I think we just got an, an official explicit rating um, coming to you straight from uh, iTunes. Uh, I just want to let everybody know this was this is a four oh eight a.m. I I do want to uh, first of all I want to uh, condone Rob for the longest lead up to a question ever, <laughs> <laughs> but still a very concise question. Um, you packed a lot of info into it. Packed a lot of info into the question, and you know, Jesse. Before we actually, before we, uh, before we answer that, it looks like we also got a voicemail from Rob at four nineteen a.m. about eleven minutes well, later. Let, let's answer the first one first, okay? Because I do want to say uh, I have some experience with Shock Top. It did. It did kind of hit the West Coast. I don't know recently and with a storm. Yeah. And uh, my mom really likes it. She buys <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying Belgian Whites, man. I'm not a huge Belgian White fan. Dude, I mean, Shock Top is not very good. Oh. It's got this, it's got a weird, like, mouthfeel. It's got that, like, buttery diacetyl taste. It's just a bad one. I think Blue Moon is a much better yeah, beer. Yeah, Blue Moon is. Blue Moon There's is no reason better. to drink Shock Top instead of Blue Moon. And if you like Belgian Whites, but you don't really care for Blue Moon or Shock Top, drink Hogarden. Oh, Hogarden's really good, dude. Hogarden is solid. It's an actual Belgian. Like, if you get anything that's actually made in Belgium, mm-hmm. it's going to taste way better than Blue Moon or Shock Top. It's just a fact. Also, if you uh, – I, I know I always shit on this brewery, but New Belgium – I only shit on Fat Tire. All the other stuff is really good. And actually, Fat Tire is pretty good, too. I just think it's overrated. Um, but their Belgo is awesome. It's a, it's a Belgian-style IPA, and yeah. I would recommend that to anyone at any time. Uh, That's but true. but we have to get back here. Rob uh, has more to say. Uh, this is 11 minutes later, and here we go. Hey, this is Rob calling you back. Yeah, I'm still driving around out here. Um, just want to say something about your podcast. Uh, can't really follow some of the stuff you guys talk about as far as board games and card games and all that stuff. Never really played any of that that shit. But you know, TVs, movie, video games. I'm all down with that shit. You know, that shit's cool. Um, first time listening to your podcast. I only made about. 10 minutes in or so. Yeah, your buddy Jesse's voice there is just, I don't know, man. I took some getting used to. It took, took me a couple episodes <laughs> to get into that. It's kind of growing me. I'm all right with him now. It's just kind of grating. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, yeah, it took a while. Uh, I just want to give you a list of uh, my favorite beers, man. I, sort of into, I do love Arrogant Bastard, man. That's probably my top three. Give, give me a couple of bottles of those and some fly, six pack of flying dog, and I'll be feeling good for tonight. Uh, I did try um, one one beer, the nasty ass shit, that Boddington scrap, the little ball inside. Ah, I couldn't drink it, man. Drink one half a can of that, and I gave the rest of the four pack to my alcoholic brother-in-law. He didn't seem to mind. He doesn't complain too much about beer. He usually drinks a thirty pack of naturalized over the night. So, yeah, so uh, stay up, for oops. You stay up, Rob. This is what I don't know. This guy sounds a lot like Aaron. I think we might have gotten pranked by Aaron. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't think Aaron could follow through with it that long. I also really enjoy the haunt, the horn honking in the middle yeah, of it. 
taking the time off because, you know, traffic is so thick at 4.19 a.m. It really is. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta beast mode it. We learned yeah. that, we learned that in the RV. Sometimes you just have to beast mode it. And Rob has obviously been beast moding it for quite a while. <laughs> so maybe so. we have something to learn from Rob. Uh, All I have to say is they don't call me Jesse the Terrible Treble for nothing. Exactly. There's a reason. I think that's perfect. <laughs> well, Rob, we really do appreciate you calling in. And listener, now that you've heard people call in the last three episodes, what is your problem? Why aren't you calling in? We want to put your voice on our podcast, so please give us a call at 360-362. Say it with me, 024. All right. Oh, did you want me to say it with you? No, the listener says it with me. Oh, okay, good, because I was drinking beer. Yeah, and your terrible treble voice would totally mess up the harmony. <laughs> That's true. It would be grating. It would be very grating. If nothing else. I mean, we'd be making Parmesan with that shit. All right. <laughs> exactly. So I think we got to do our little tiny mat roll-off. We're already a little bit behind, so we got to catch up and do our roll-off. Jesse, we're going to be yeah. rolling a 20-sided die this week to see who gets to speak first on the cast. We've had a king of the castle as three episodes uh, and I just jinxed it, so we're definitely not going to have it this this time. Um, but here we go. I rolled a nine. I rolled a ten, baby. Ah, oh, you dickwad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my first topic this week is going to uh, come off of a little uh, come off of a little information for our uh, for our British British listeners, our chaps mm-hmm. over in the UK. Um, it turns out that Paramount Pictures. It has signed a uh, signed a an agreement with London Resort Co Holdings for a park 30 minutes outside of London, which will feature Paramount properties like Mission Impossible, Star Trek, and Paranormal Activity. Now, uh, this this is actually pretty big news because this I think would be the first time that there's going to be like an official Star Trek area at a theme park. Well, I mean, it's also the first time there's going to be an official paranormal activity section at a theme park. Right, probably more notable. Yeah, definitely. Maybe they'll not do probably. Par- maybe they'll do uh, maybe they'll do par- paranormal Star Trek. <laughs> Everybody will. You have to, it's a it's a haunted house, but you have to carry around a camcorder the whole time. Uh huh, and a phaser. And a phaser. Um, but this got me thinking, Jesse, because I started looking this up, and you know, Paramount actually also owns DreamWorks Animation, so. You could definitely have like a little bit of of the DreamWorks stuff. The Universal Studios they've already done stuff with Shrek and that stuff. But like the Ice Age guys have never been in a theme park, so that there's there's possibly something there. Um, and and Jesse, uh, you know the Islands of Adventure down in Florida. Now we've never been to Florida, um, but maybe maybe we could get our, our loyal listener Nod Hero to go to the Islands of Adventure and give us a give us a recap. Uh, Ooh, that would be great. What is Islands of Adventure? Is that Pirates of the Caribbean or something? No, basically Universal Studios was like, yes, they acknowledged. They're like, yes, we know Universal Studios sucks. You have no reason to come here. So they decided to make Universal Studios awesome, and they made the Islands of Adventure. So, oh, Jesse, I know your mom's been the Islands of Adventure. Has she? Yeah, that's not a your mom joke, because that's uh, <laughs> Islands of Adventure is where the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is. Oh. Uh... So it's all. The, it, I, I like that you pay way more attention to what my parents say than I do. <laughs> hey man, Facebook friends for life. <laughs> FB FFL friends with my mom. <laughs> uh, so Islands of Adventure down in uh, down in Florida, you have uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You have the Doctor Seuss Island. You have the Lost Continent, which is like all straight up like uh, Greek mythology. You have Jurassic Park. They actually have just a Jurassic Park section. 
What? Yeah. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, you have Toon Lagoon, Dudley Do-Right, Ripsaw Falls. You got Popeye's and Bluto's Bilge Rat bur- Barges. It's basically are a water these, park with all are, bunch of... What? These are all their own islands? Yeah, they're all their own island. This sounds dope. Yeah, and then you got Marvel Island, Incredible Hulk Coaster, Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man in 3D, Doctor Doom's Fear Fall, Storm Force Acceleration. Okay? The only bad part about that is the Incredible Hulk Coaster is actually just a beer coaster. (laughs) (laughs) You thought it was a roller coaster. You're sorely disappointed. Yeah. So, needless to say, this sounds pretty cool, right? I mean, Island's Adventure sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know sounds what sounds cooler than Disney World. It does. Uh, well, I, Disney, Disney World sounds neat, I guess. I mean, it's cool. It's very similar to Disney World in, in that there's a bunch of different areas that have their own thing. These are just very specialized areas. Um, but this got me thinking, Jesse. Uh huh. While while Islands of Adventure is cool, while Disneyland, you and I have been to Disneyland together. That is also cool. I, I love Six Flags Magic Mountain. Give me some Magic Mountain, baby. Valencia, California, shout out. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's where Rob is right now. He's in Southern California. As long as it's not the Goliath, am I right, Eric? Hey, I, I've, I've been on the Goliath with my dad. Uh-huh. As far as... as, as we I don't need to take your word for that. We don't need to bring this up. I, I think it needs to be brought up. <laughs> All right, I took it out of the Goliath when I was a senior in high school. What do you want from me? 252-foot drop. <laughs> okay? Then I went on it the next year, and I loved it. It was is a good ride. Regardless, so Jesse, we have we not only have some theme park chops, but we also have the geek chops to I think create the best islands of adventure, the islands mm-hmm. of personal Eric adventure. So Jesse, we'll, I want to build. We'll this workshop theme. that title. Yeah, we'll workshop it, but uh, that's that's our that's our working title. Uh, Jesse, I want to build this theme park with you. Lovecraft Island. Oh my god! Perfect. It's, yeah, it's spooky. But it's also like a murder mystery, and you can you can you can switch it up seasonally. So like you go, you get your pass, and your pass gives you like certain clues. Mm-hmm. And you go around, you go on rides. And they, you you get your thrill from the rides. You get like shock, uh, shock scares from like people, you know, kind of like haunted house style. But mm-hmm. then you piece together the clues, and you solve a different mystery every season, and that gives you something to come back. Year Every after year. year, because it's going to be a different. It's going to be four different mysteries a year. I love that. I also like the idea, though, of having Lovecraft Island be a water park. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because one of these has to be a water park. So that, it, it works perfectly. The the end, like the Cthulhu stage, mm-hmm. is totally water park. Totally water park. You, you go out on a boat. And you don't know that the boat's going to sink. I guess you probably <laughs> will know after the first time. But the, the boat totally sinks. You go out with four boats and one of them sinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're on And the then rain. you're in a water park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also 25% of the riders die. Right. It's or all part of the insane. action. It's all, yeah, go insane. It's all, it's all part of the action. Uh, so I think we definitely, definitely need to have that. We definitely have a Lovecraft aisle. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that we need to have a James Bond aisle. Ooh, which I feel like this property would is rife for for theme park rides. Think about like the James Bond car chase roller coaster. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Then you could have like the little like the like the uh, the little helicopter, the little Nelly, which is a helicopter in a uh, in a in a in a suitcase. Like you could have those, but it'd be like a Dumbo ride. What if it was like a uh, it's a roller coaster, but it's also an 
literally an on-rail shooter. And you have like a yes. gun. You have to shoot people as you're going down the. See, they they actually do have one of those at at uh, Disneyland. Buzz Lightyear. Well, there you go. But this, but that's like a kiddie ride. Like that's like an indoor, like you know, you're going around a track. This is a real roller coaster. And you have to shoot people. I I love the idea of integrating like gaming into the ride. So you can have mm-hmm. like a guy on the front who's got like the controls for like the um for like the machine guns, and they'll like pop out. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, come on. Obviously, Halo. Oh, dude. Halo Land. Halo Land. Hey, Halo Land. Oh, my God. Halo Land would be so cool. The, this, that, the, this is what it's Warthog all about. The Warthog Challenge. Warthog Challenge. Uh, you could have the Banshee, like, flying rocket ride. Oh, that would be awesome. Yep. You could have the uh, the ending of Halo 3 drop, where you get <laughs> shot out of a spaceship <laughs> into space. Yeah, totally true. And there, there could be like a stealth, like almost like a laser tag, but with like backstabbing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You should you should totally have laser tag, but like Halo laser tag. You get the assault rifle. You get the you you can like swack people in the back. You get you a get, couple grenades. Yeah, you get a couple grenades. Oh, that's How perfect. How fun would that be? Yes, oh, a blood gulch, a a true to size blood gulch. Oh my god. That would be the best thing ever. With all the original equipment, that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> I think True to Size Blood Gulch wouldn't be that fun, though, if you didn't have vehicles. No, there'll be vehicles. There'll but be a warthog. People will run each other over. Well, you know, some people are going to die. That's part, <laughs> That's part of the theme park. That's part of the park. That's part of the experience. There's a waiver. Yeah. All right. So There's we got no waiver. We got Lovecraft, Lovecraft Isle. We got James Bond. Uh, island. We've got uh, Halo Land. You have a brewery. That's right. You gotta have the brewery. There, there's a brew pub in every land. It's a themed <laughs> yeah. brew pub. Oh my god! Working at the themed brew pub right. in Halo Land. Yes. That would be the. That'd be so cool. You could, it'd be like uh, Cortana's Lounge, you know. Uh, and then <laughs> there's like a hologram Cortana that like dances in the middle. <laughs> Cortana's Lounge. Uh. You could, and then finally, well, not finally. We we could still keep this going, but I think this is a property that hasn't been uh, utilized uh, yet for a theme park, and I think you got to have Lord of the Rings land. Like, don't they don't they kind of have that in New Zealand? They have like Hobbiton down there. Isn't that just the set where they like made it? Well, maybe. Like this is like straight up, straight up Lord of the Rings land. You can I like would never leave. Yeah, like I would. You, I would literally never leave. Like instead of the like instead of the gondolas, you know, like you have those those gondolas on the on the strings above the theme park. You could just have like giant ants that like slowly walk across the theme park. <laughs> <laughs> you could sit in their arms. That would be the best. Yeah. Oh my God, you can ride on an ant. You can go in a hobbit hole. Mm-hmm. You can go on an adventure. All the rides would be the adventures that they go yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, like, the Shelob lo- ride would be so scary. <laughs> They hit you in the neck with a poisonous dart. Lucky for me, I have my bru- bulletproof turtleneck. <laughs> That's it, man. All right, so we have we have four. We need our fifth one. So we have uh, we have uh, we have our Lord of the Rings land. We have James Bond. We got Halo, and we got uh, we got Lovecraft. What if you just want to? I mean, you've had enough adventure. You want to sit back, kick your feet up, uh-huh. and watch a real life reenactment of a Blood Bowl game. Oh God! You could go watch dwarves and orcs, or elves and orcs, yeah. really 
just go to town on each other in a yeah. super bloodthirsty blood bowl game. Yeah, I, I think that that could maybe be an offshoot <laughs> uh-huh. of the Lord of the Rings land, just because there's very similar things going on. You know, that's a good point. You make um, a good point. <laughs> I think that the I think the last the last land that I really want to see is uh, Quentin Tarantino land. <laughs> and basically, all it is is like early '90s Los Angeles. Um, and all you do is like, there's like, you know, like the, like the car ride at Disneyland, mm-hmm. but you just, they're, but they're all like 1970s, like land yachts and you just cruise slowly around the park. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think this is more dangerous than people riding around in warthogs <laughs> in Halo Land. <laughs> no, you just go real slow, man. And every once in a while you'll hit Marcellus Wiley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you could have you could just like reenact all of the like they they just they just rebuild all of the sets so you could like go there'd be like the Reservoir Dogs warehouse and then there'd be like the uh, the the diner from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to charge to a crisp or bullet ASL? There you go, man. You could and and you were not allowed to tip anywhere. <laughs> Uh, and then you could have like cool stuff with like Kill Bill. You could have like a 1940s Germany area for Inglorious Bastards. I like it. Like it's just a, it's like gritty. It's like a gritty land, and kids will have zero fun there, but adults will think it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's an accident waiting to happen though, because they would have to make the movie theater from Inglorious Bastards, and eventually oh. it's going to burn down. Oh man, it burns down every <laughs> night. That's like the thing. Right, except this time it's real. Uh, <laughs> and you can, and you, can, you also got to have like Jackrabbit Slims, so mm. you can go to the mm-hmm. twist there. I, I think it'd be really sweet, man. And imagine yeah. the merchandising potential with all of this stuff. Like, get your official Reservoir Dogs uh, black suit with white with black tie, right? <laughs> that, that's some pretty good swag. What about that burger place? The burger place that they all get the burgers from oh, in Pulp Fiction? Yeah, Big Kahuna Burger. Yeah, exactly. You get to go to Big Kahuna Burger. That's a tasty burger. <laughs> That's a tasty burger. All right, Jesse, I think we got it here. I think we built a, the probably the greatest theme park ever. I think so too. Um we should probably get a Kickstarter going and yes. ask for 400 million dollars. I think 400 mil well, let's 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 just, let's just go half a bill. Okay, half bill, yeah. Half a bill. Speaking beef. speaking of um Kickstarter I want to talk about a little Kickstarter project All right. that's uh, totally picked my interest. Is this your first topic? It sure is. All right. Let's hear it. Um, so much to uh, Rob from Southern California's chagrin, uh-huh. I am going to be talking about a little board game that you've played, I've played, and many of our listeners have played. Yep. It's called Settlers of Catan. Oh, yeah. We talked about it last week's show. Right. And they are... They're kickstarting this new plastic board thing that they've been teasing, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I didn't really think uh, Settlers of Catan necessarily would have to kickstart a project. Well, and this is, so is this like Mayfair Games is doing this, or yeah, it's it's Mayfair like this is Games. official. This is like official. It's the official thing. Okay, and I kind of was under the impression uh, impression that these were people in charge of a multi million dollar company at this point. Yeah. But apparently they're cutting the fat close to the meat. Because... <laughs> I, think you are, I think you're severely overestimating the board game industry. Dude, this game is in every Target nationwide. <coughs> Sorry, I just choked up my beer. Settlers of Catan is everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. well, that's true. 
if if they haven't made a million dollars on this, or I'm sure they've made over ten million dollars off of this. You do realize this isn't like one person though. Like they have to build things, they have to buy new supplies, they have to hire staff. At a certain point, they're just printing money with this game. Okay. Okay. And anyway, they're they're doing a Kickstarter. They're trying to raise forty thousand dollars. Okay. Doesn't seem like a lot, right? Right. Anyway, they're trying to do it uh, to um, to get their new board, which uh-huh. is a plastic board, so the pieces don't move around, and there'll yeah. be no more stupid fingers, right? Right, Levi. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they've stepped up their game on the Kickstarter, of course. Yep. Uh, you can buy the plastic board, or you can step it up and get the primo stuff. What's that? For $185, Eric, <laughs> yeah. you can get one of 500 custom walnuts boards. That's a, that's a tough nut to crack. It's a tough nut to crack. Yep. It looks beautiful. You can put the pieces right in there, and I want one so bad. And they engrave it with the number and your name on it. See, I'm not a big fan of the number engraving. Why not? Because whoever gets number one, like, that's the only one that you want. Well, like, number one goes to Klaus Teuber. Yeah, but I don't want, like, number 185. Like, that's just make me feel special. Dude, I would be totally okay with number 499 499 is cool. 499 is cool. 182 is not cool. What about 187? That's even oh, better. Oh, 187 is sweet. Or 420. Or 206, baby. <laughs> yeah, 360. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's really cool. I want one so bad. Yeah. So and um, they they up the ante. Mm-hmm. They also have custom engraved aluminum boards. Oh wow! What do you think about that? I think that they should be cheaper than the walnut board. I know, but they're more expensive. Ah. <laughs> they should be. That's the a twist. The walnut board is way cooler, but the <laughs> aluminum boards are more expensive. So, are these boards? Can you like fold them up? Or nope, they are a solid item. <laughs> so, first of all, where are you going to store it? Second of all, dude, why store that? Showcase it. That is a centerpiece <laughs> of your household. Well, the best part about the best part about this that I see is that you could you could play a game, then you could like close it up. And then you could, like, save all your pieces and where everything is and then restart it later. I mean, you could do that. Or you could just leave it on the dining room table because this is an eloquent piece of craftsmanship that or, shouldn't be tucked away. It should be showcased. Yeah, or or you could just finish the game because it takes about 40 minutes. That's true. Yeah. And th- anyway, they're, they're promising more to come if they hit certain... Uh, <laughs> What's next? Certain prices, uh, like a Seafarers of Catan board and oh. card holders. Well, I like the card holders. I, this was my other thing with Seafarers. I feel like it's the shaft on this one. So, like, yeah. the Seafarers of like, what is that? Would that just be like a giant extender for the for the whole thing? Or yeah, I don't know because huh. this whole thing, like the plastic boards. I don't know if the wood the wooden board does, but the plastic boards come in pieces, so you right. can like. Extend it from a three, four player game to a five, six player game mm-hmm. by inserting one, much like those tables, you know, with the additional piece. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's really cool. All right. I know uh, I, Rob's going to be super excited about that. Rob is super excited about that. And I do want to move forward to a little bit more board game news. Okay. Blood Bowl, sudden death. What's that? 
It's the expansion to Blood Bowl Team Manager. Ah. Which is the card game version of Blood Bowl. Uh I love Blood Bowl Team Manager. Just played it today. Mm -hmm. And uh, Blood Bowl Sun Death is announced, and it includes, you're going to love this, the Undead Team, the Mummy Team, and Dark Elves. No, I thought the Mummy Team was part of the Undead Team. No, those are two... No, no, undead team, vampire team. Sorry. Vampire team, okay. Yeah, vampire, undead, and mm-hmm. dark elves. Hence the name, sudden death. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like the funny? small. It's like the small world expansion that had like uh, all the underworld characters in it. Yeah, exactly. And that's coming out sometime this year, they say. So I'm cool. super excited for that. It includes uh, like more of. More star players, more of uh, basically more of everything, plus enchanted balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So I, I want to ask you, Eric, mm-hmm. what what games would you be excited to see? Like published, like real games. Like I mean, if Settlers of Catan can do a Kickstarter, right? Who else could? What would you be excited to see as well, a Kickstarter? I, I think it's pretty obvious that like Arkham, Arkham Deluxe. Uh, <laughs> with a tabletop that will allow you to that has spaces for all of the different cards, items, everything, plus uh miniatures of each of the characters. And like you could get that at the base level and then there could be um you know stretch goals where they would create the miniatures for each of the characters in each of the expansions. How much um, would you spend for something like that? Well, I think I think it would be cool if the board itself was integrated into the into the tabletop. Um uh-huh. but I would I would easily spend a hundred dollars on that. I would easily yeah. toss I would easily toss a bill at that. Dude, if it was a hundred dollars, I would definitely definitely buy that board. I'm mm-hmm. I you know how important Settlers of Catan has been to me. Right. In my life, like, it's actually been a very important thing. <laughs> it's the reason me. why we have a Lovecraft area in the theme park. Exactly. Really? It's, o- it's opened up a huge world of gaming to me, and I really want this. It's It has 366 of 495. I'm looking at it right now. I really want to buy this. You're talking about the Catan? The, the walnut board. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, at least we all know what to get you for Christmas. Well, it'll be gone by then. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think it's about time to move on some trivia. What do you say, buddy? I agree. All right. Um, uh, so I'm going to roll a six-sided die. We're going to be playing Genus 1 of Trivial Pursuit. Please play along at home. You know you want to. Uh, here we go. And I rolled a three, which means history. All right. Jesse has a bachelor's degree in history, so if he loses, it will be extremely embarrassing. <laughs> Thanks, no problem. <laughs> and here we they don't have a communications. <laughs> the communications Sometimes. category is very strong. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, so please play along at home, Jesse. This question's for you. What state did Anita Bryant represent in the 1959 Miss America contest? Anita Bryant was definitely from Georgia. I'm going to go California. Oh, I dropped the card. Damn it. Ugh. Oh, jeez. All right, here we go. This, this Oklahoma. This segment is brought to you by the Kia Sorento. Yeah. Step into a brand new 2013 Kia Sorento. It's it's Oklahoma. We both got it wrong. Okay. All right, this question is for me. What was Queen Victoria's mother tongue? I'm going to say Welsh. I'm going to say 
German. All right. You are fucking correct. How did you know that? Because um, I know she was... There's, like, this weird connection between the German Kaisers and the English throne and, like, the English, the Germans, and uh, the Russians were all cousins. Huh. During, I mean, like, that went into World War One, Dude, that is crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. Like, they're, like, basically all European royalty is just this ancestral circle of family members? It's essentially a giant circle jerk. That is disgusting. And luckily, World War One came around and tore it down for the most part. <laughs> well, that's why we have World Wars. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Jesse, this question is for you. What colorful Hollywood restaurateur claimed to have killed Rasputin? Ah, jeez. I think I knew this at one point. I'm going to say um, Kiesberg. I'm going to say uh, Croc. J- it's Mike Romanoff. <laughs> Mike Romanoff. Uh, Speaking of Russian royalty. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then this one's for me. I need this to tie. What was erected overnight in August of 1961? What was erected overnight in August of 1961? I'm going to say uh, – I'm, I'm just going to say Cape Kennedy. Or I'm going to say Canaveral. the Berlin Wall. Okay. You're correct again. All right. 2-0. Constructed overnight. Apparently. That's some efficiency. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. well, those Russians. Well, apparently if it has to do with Germany, you're going to get it correct. <laughs> I really set myself up for failure on that one, didn't I? Oh, well. Okay, so now it's time for the second topic. Jesse, this one's for me. It is. Uh, My second topic this week has to do with something that's coming up in a couple weeks, and I know we're all getting excited for it. It's GABF. What? Great American Beer Festival. Well, the Great American Beer Festival is happening, but uh, another thing is happening. It's called Halloween. Oh. Little tiny holiday. Um, I don't know if everybody's gone over to the Bald Move website and checked out all of the – Breaking Bad uh, costume options that have been so meticulously assembled by one Gino Lomolino. Um, but we also want to give you some other options. You know, I'm a big fan of topical Halloween co- costumes. I think mm. a Halloween costume should make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, not make you cry. Um, mm. And last year I was Steve Jobs. People loved it. Right. Probably my, my best received uh Halloween costume. It was. I think that'd be great. So I, I was I was reading this uh, Io9 article, um, and they said that the hottest, uh, the hottest topical Halloween costume this year is going to be the ruined Spanish fresco Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that'd I, be good. I think that would be excellent. That that's pretty good. So basically, how many Mitt Romneys are going to be out there? Well, I don't like I don't like the presidential Halloween costume, but I do have an option for people. Levi. <laughs> I do have an option for people if they want to uh, go that route. Uh, I would say skip being a skip being Obama, skip being Romney. Be a chair. I think that the chair is the was the star of the conventions. <laughs> um, and I like it. It can also be a team costume if you can get your buddy to be Clint Eastwood. Then it just becomes hilarious. That's pretty good. But he has to just talk to you all night and call you Obama. <laughs> be the Obama chair. Uh, some other topical, uh, topical, topical ones. I think Gangnam Style would be great. 
I'm actually trying to convince Lydia to be Gangnam Style. Yeah, it's a toughie. It's not I that tough at all. That. You just like slick back your hair. You get like a blue sport jacket, and you put on a bow tie, and you're Gangnam Style. Then you just look like Mitt Romney. Oh, you do. <laughs> he loves those baby blue tuxedo jackets. <laughs> he does. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, if you want to commemorate 2011 in style, you got to be Quappy. You know, Quappy is. I I don't think I do. Quappy is the little runner guy in that little web game. You know, he's like a track runner, and you make his limbs move by pressing Q, W, and O, and P. The Quapper. I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't believe that you surf Reddit on a regular basis. You don't know who Quappy is. Apparently, I miss this one. Is it like Octodad? Because I'm going to be Octodad. It's very similar to Octodad. <laughs> Basically, Quappy is like the dumbed-down version of Octodad. Oh, there you go. Uh, I think Quappy is there, and uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to hit a little closer to home, I think being a replacement ref would be perfect. <laughs> just make bad calls all night. Just make terrible calls. Just, just like throw flags. Oh my god, it's perfect. <laughs> Bust into people's conversations and throw flags. Throw blow flags. Whistle. Call touchdowns. Uh, I think I think being a replacement ref is the That's gold. The best one. Just talk to your buddy who works at Foot Locker, and you're made in the shade. Oh my god, that's definitely the best one. Oh. Jesse, do you have any? Do you have any other ones? Well, um, as you may know, my my girlfriend's due date mm-hmm. is on Halloween. Oh really? So, yeah. So we mm-hmm. might. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm trying to convince her so, to go. So she's gonna be Bella Swan from Breaking Dawn. That was a a Twilight joke. That's that's pretty good. Yes. See, I'm going to go one further. I Uh want her to be Ripley from Alien. Oh, yeah. And then I want to be a Colonial Marine. Why Ripley, though? Ripley doesn't get the things ripped out of her stomach. She does in the... She definitely becomes implanted with the Alien in Resurrection. Oh, Resurrection? Hey, man, it's still good. Ugh. I can't believe you're bringing Alien 4 into this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i love it i you think know, I that think she might get impregnated in alien 3 i don't know i'm gonna know. have to rewatch. still well you know i i also love the idea you know when you have the baby it's a perfect prop so mm-hmm. if the baby comes a little early jesse i think that you could stick a pillow in your stomach and be uh you know the hangover be zach galifianakis <laughs> in the hangover no problem that's a good point i yep. could definitely do that or yeah. i could just go as tasha Go as her pregnant. She's not gonna have any use for that pregnancy clothes anymore. <laughs> you just have them laying around. Yeah. There was the there was the Halloween when Jordy and Jill came as us, and that was like the coolest thing in the world. I I think my life peaked at that point. It's been yeah. a downward slide from there. <laughs> it's been just well, you, Jesse. You're having a child. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well if you have any if you uh the listener have any uh halloween costume ideas uh coming up uh please uh don't hesitate to email them to us at personal arrogance at gmail.com jesse what is your second topic well i want to i want to take you to is it worse than a punch in the face all righty here we go i bring this topic up almost weekly where i ask eric whether or not a situation is better or worse than being punched in the face eric I went through a little personal hell here recently. Oh, geez. My Xbox Live expired. Uh-huh. Which basically rendered me impotent. Right. 
no Netflix, no uh, no Halo no, online, no soul, no, no soul, yeah, in no your... soul, no purpose to live. Right. And um, I realized, oh, it didn't recharge correctly because they have my old um credit card. Right. So I type in the new information mm-hmm. and the new billing address, and you know how hard it is to enter that kind of information Awful. on it on an Xbox. On a, on a controller, yeah, you know? it's nearly it's hard. impossible. Nearly impossible. So I enter it all in, and say, "Okay, nothing happens." I think, mm. "Okay, I screwed up. Do it again. Nothing happens," and I get frustrated. Leave it. Come back to it later. Seriously, I sink like two hours into this. Go online, try and fix everything. Buy a code off Amazon. Enter it, and it's like there's an unknown error. And apparently, they put me on some sort of do not accept money from this guy list because they charged an expired credit card. What? Yeah. And they just kept giving me like, I'm sorry, error unknown. And then when I was doing stuff online, it's like, there's a problem with our servers. Try again later. Oh, my God. And then I go online. I, I have to like talk on like the chat to someone. Uh huh. And they're like, okay, I know what's wrong. It's because of this and I can fix it. Please wait. Blah, blah, blah. And they actually fixed my problem. But like, all like all of their systems were just telling me that it was like we don't know what's wrong, but they knew exactly what's wrong Dude, and were just like effing with me. And they should have after all that, they should have given you a year for free. I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. They totally just jazzed me up and like seriously wasted hours of my time. Jesse, you know I love buying local. You know I love the Xbox, but. Every time you get a, you give you give Microsoft an inch, you, you know give what I'm them saying? an inch, they think they're a ruler. Yep, <laughs> it, it was pretty rough. And like honestly, Microsoft, why are you making it so hard for me to give you money? I'm trying to exactly. give you money. Yes, and you're putting up this Berlin Wall constructed overnight in 1961 and making it impossible. Exactly. Uh, the, so Jesse, I don't even need to think about this. This is worse than a punch in the face. Uh, All right. If a company makes it hard for you to give them money, then they're not a good company. <laughs> I agree. That is not what companies do. That's companies rule should make number it, one. Yes, companies should make it very easy for you to give them money. Like Apple, they're just like, here's your username, and you have an account, and you know, if you buy anything, we're just we'll just automatically charge you. You don't even have to worry about it. And then you <laughs> yeah. end up spending like nineteen dollars on apps because they make it easy for you to give them their money. They're a exactly. successful company. This is not how you build a successful company by making it difficult for people to not only give you money, but actually make your product useful at all. Because an Xbox without Xbox Live is a paperweight. That's a good point. All right. That's a very valid point. Okay, so number two. I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently Taiwan had a military base exposed by Apple Maps. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, they they had this brand new $1.2 billion radar facility, and apparently just it showed up on Apple Maps, and now Mm -hmm. everyone knows where it is. Okay, first of all, (laughs) Taiwan is a tiny country. Right. (laughs) That's a good point. There's not a lot of space to look. I mean, this isn't like the Great Plains, okay? (laughs) Second of all... That's just Google Maps doing its job. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was Apple. That's just Apple doing its job. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, here, here's what I have to say. Mm. Dog, your radar base was not very secure. Right. <laughs> now, I want to let people know. So, 
the Bangor submarine base in Kitsap County has the mm-hmm. largest stockpile of nuclear weapons of anywhere in the country. You can see the entire base on Google Maps. Right. So, Taiwan, your little radar base problem, I'm not I'm not buying it. That is not worse <laughs> than a punch in the face. That's just business as usual. B-A-U, right, baby. All right, so we got one worse, one not worse. Number three, and we'll keep it. We'll keep this one brief. Mm-hmm. An unnamed person barfing in an RV. Uh, that's definitely worse than a punch in the face. Okay, yeah, definitely worse. <laughs> that is awful. And um, number number four, fourth uh-huh. and final. Yep. I took a little poll before the show. Uh huh. I went on the uh, favorite friend of the show's website, chatroulette.com. And for every um, every person that popped up, I gave them the question, uh, Patriots at Seahawks, who wins? Uh-huh. I got one person said Seahawks. Yeah. There's a guy from Germany wearing a skeleton mask. Excellent. Uh, one guy said Patriots. Okay. Who was uh, a guy from Texas. <laughs> nice guy. Ended up having a conversation with him. Who uh, He was making models. And under his bio, it said, I'm just making models. Cool. And then I had probably 498 people just skip over me. Yeah. Is that better or worse than a punch <laughs> in the face? Well, I'm a, I love the idea that the German guy probably doesn't know who either of those teams are. <laughs> and obviously he validated that Seahawks is a way cooler name than Patriots. Right. Like if I blindly had to choose between Seahawks and Patriots, I would take Seahawks every time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's a neutral. A neutral. That's a neutral. That's a what were you expecting? <laughs> yeah, you know we don't need to get into Seahawks, but all I'm saying is if the Seahawks can figure out a way to score more than 21 points, I think they're going to win the game. Unfortunately, they've only scored more than 21 points in one game this entire season. Yeah, that's that's true. So the point is. <laughs> Come on, guys on Chat Roulette. I'm just asking a question. Yeah, just asking a question, man. Just answer. It would be a lot better if you just had boobs, dude. You would get a lot more answers. Mm. Hey, Tasha, get in here. <laughs> gross. <laughs> so gross, man. Uh, yeah, that is worse than a punch to face, by the way. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, I think that's. I think that's all. Is that is that the last punch in the face for this week? That is. Okay, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to get you uh, all informed on how to get in touch with us. If we've offended you, if we've sparked your interest, if we've uh, made you want to talk about beer at four in the morning, please get in touch with us. Uh, give us a call on our voicemail line at 360-362-0024. You can email us at personalarrogance at gmail.com. You can tweet us at personalpodcast. You can find us on Facebook, uh, at both the Bald Move Facebook page and at the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. I uh, want to give a shout-out, of course, to Brian Danger Finch for uh, commenting and then having a little convo with us this week. Also, Ollie James for uh, for liking our Facebook page. And as always, D. Chandler and Tim Langley. We love you both. Um, and, uh, and we also really love it when you go over to iTunes and you rate and review us. Uh, I have to, have to, have to give a shout-out because I've, I've, I've been negligent these past few weeks. Uh, on these on these reviews, but we, this is excellent. We really appreciate you doing this. So Brian Danger, uh, I wonder who that is. Might be the same guy. Scott Kaiser, oh, I wonder who that is. Probably also commented on our Facebook page. And also, Mr. Bad Example 86 
Thank you all so much for posting and rating and review us on iTunes. Um, if you do anything to help this podcast, that would be the the greatest thing. We would just love that so much. That's the best. That's just, the best thing you can do. Just go to iTunes, type in whatever score you want, preferably five stars, and uh, and then just type in good for the for the comment, <laughs> and we would be ecstatic. If we could ever, if we could trend or like be under new and notable. Yeah, that, that doesn't Under happen. iTunes, it would make my life. You don't. That doesn't happen. You have to be within eight weeks. Well, you know what? Notable <laughs> has no expiration date, Eric. This is this is not new or notable. It's new and notable. Regardless, well, it does help us out um, when you rate and review <laughs> us on iTunes. Uh, and you could do that with two clicks. So that would be awesome if you did that. Um, so with that... Now that you know how to get in touch with us, please do. And Jesse, it's time for recommendations. So what's your first reco this week? Well, Eric, I have to say it. This was the highlight of your bachelor party, Cascade Barrel House. Oh, my God. It was so good. Sour beers for $6 a class. Like world class. Honestly, like world class <laughs> beer. Some of the best beer I've ever had in my life. It was amazing. No, you sound like the PBS uh, pledge guy. If... <laughs> For only six dollars, you yourself can get a sour beer in your mouth, <laughs> and you're also world supporting. Guys, <laughs> we're only asking for six dollars here. That's like one Starbucks cappuccino, right? And then you love also... when they do that currency. Yeah, of, like they break it down into coffees. <laughs> yeah. it's like who are these people spending this kind of money every day on coffee? And who are the people who uh, who use coffee as currency? Look, I'm willing to give you upwards of 100 uh, Starbucks cappuccinos for this used car. <laughs> not not a cappuccino more, not a cappuccino less. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yes, it, uh, it was it was delicious. Uh, what I remember of it, it was very good. Um, <laughs> and mine actually is also going along with those lines. We're in an RV. Just because it's getting cold does not mean that you you have to stop camping. And just because you don't like to go camping doesn't mean you can't run an RV. Because guess what? Jesse and the guys got me an RV for my bachelor party, and then we just slept on the street in Portland. It's a mobile hotel. <laughs> it is a mobile hotel. It is awesome. It's true. We didn't go anywhere near our campground. We just slept no. in a, on the side street. It was awesome. Yeah. It's so great to be able to like go to the bars then stumble three blocks to your RV and crash. Uh, it's excellent. As long as you don't have to sleep next to Levi, because he will cuddle you like your Liz. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing that happened. <sighs> he will cuddle. So my recommendation is um, flannel shirts. Autumn is upon us, and flannel will keep you warm, comfortable, and stylish this year. Mm. I've been I've been loving it. Eric, Autumn's here. And I love it. Yeah, I today was an especially gray day in Seattle. It was and awesome. I kind of forgot what this gray was until today because it's not even like a dark gray. It is bright. It's bright gray. It's bright gray. Like it's gray, but if you look into the sky, it hurts your eyes. Yes, I have to wear sunglasses in the bright gray sky. Dude, it it was super overcast and chilly and windy mm -hmm. today, and I was eating it up. And then the it, the sun burned it off, and it kind of like cleared up. I was bummed out. Thanks, Rain Shadow. I think I have like a weird Stockholm syndrome <laughs> of the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. A lot of people have that. If you look at Facebook, I have reverse sad. I think. Yes. <laughs> it gets sunny out, and I get depressed. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. Take uh, us home. My, my recommendation this week is going to be something that's a little controversial for people. I'm going to say root for the Yankees. No. Yep. The playoffs are well, happening. I, 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 I do got to say I'd love to see Ichiro get a ring. Exactly. And this is the only reason why you should do it. But they're up, they're up two games to one on the Orioles. And this is why rooting for the Yankees is so good this year. So if the Yankees make it all the way through, they win the World Series. Ichiro Suzuki, after years of losing seasons in Seattle, wins himself a ring, establishes himself as one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and it's just the icing on the cake for that guy. And you can't be not happy for Ichiro because all that he's done is played baseball the most perfect way possible for more than 10 years in the major leagues. So I agree. You can't be more happy for Ichiro for winning. And if they lose, then you're happy too. <laughs> it's, it's a win-win. It's, it's a win-win. Because they're the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees, right? Right. But yeah. I do want Ichiro deserves a ring. Right. Ichiro deserves a ring. And uh, it's just so it's so ironic for Mariners fans. Because if Ichiro <laughs> wins a ring, then so does A-Rod. Yeah. It's, I, I was about to say that. <laughs> I was listening to the game today on the radio, and it was like Ichiro's up to bat, followed by A Rod, and I was like, "Oh!" And then, and then, like in the ninth inning, Raul Lobania is pinch hit for A Rod, and I was just like, "God, <laughs> how many Mariners? Uh, how many Mariners does it take to win a ring? <laughs> Apparently, three and no more. Three. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. I guess that's about it for this week. Um, I agree. Rip Roaring Show. I'm, I'm losing my voice, so we got to go. But we'd like to remind you that wherever you go. And whatever you do. Please. Stay. Stay. Arrogant. arrogant.